Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. We have, we really do have, a fun show for you today with lots and lots of new elements that I'm thinking are going to become regular installments. And one for sure will be your chance, you the listener, who we appreciate so much because without you guys, we got nothing. So it'll be your chance to get involved in the show and win. So let's just crank off that first one, Johnny. It's time to play Define That Defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. (laughs) So you can see we're going to have some fun this morning. And we're going to start off with Highlight That Hubbub. So you can call now at 866-348-7884 if you know what sound we're fixed to play. 866-348-7884 and tell us what this car sound is. Now you got to admit, that's highlighting some hubbub right there. And I know... You may have heard that sound before. <laughs> if you know what it is, you can call in and win. And if they call at 866-348-7884, Johnny, tell them what they'll win. We have for them a uh, copy of Stu's book, Last Words of Jesus. All right. Do you have your choice either of the book or we have a phenomenal CD that accompanies it. And you have your choice of either one. In fact, we're going to play some music from that CD in the bump-ins today on the show, so you'll get a chance to hear that. And we're excited. We already see the lines are lighting up, but you call with your answer, 866-348-7884. And I want to take this moment to mention the website at Jesus, uh, you know, ChristianCarGuy.com. We have some new stuff that's there. One of the new things that's there is we have a whole different video way things can happen. And the neat thing about this is that there's some instructional videos that I actually have done over the years, and now if you download one of those, they cost $1.30, but all the proceeds go to the Jesus Labor of Love, which it was really cool to see people that start to um, upload these videos. And so every $1.30 goes out to help a single mom, widow, or family in crisis. It's ChristianCarGuy.com. Some of the videos that are there, and we're going to get more up this week, but these that are already uploaded are my Easy Scratch Repair. That's with Jerry from Ray's Body Shop shows that one. Used Car Evaluation 1 and 2. I had two different really extensive videos to show if you're going to go look at a used car, what are things that you could look out for? How would you know whether or not that's a good used car, along with other ideas? That's Used Car Evaluation. And then we have a teaching through the, the book of Romans. My, you know, I, those who know me well know I teach special needs ministries, and we do signs and stuff like that. So we did this thing on the book of Romans, and it's a really cool video. And those are all there at christiancarguy.com. It's under Teach Me More. But when you click on the video thing, it'll take you right there. And like I say, it's $1.30 a video, but everyone that you upload goes, all the proceeds go right to the Jesus Labor Love 
car repair labor for families in crisis across the country. And we have Don and Carrie, but before we get Don and Carrie, let's play that hubbub one more time there, Johnny. Oh, yeah, that's some serious hubbub. Don is in Cary, North Carolina. Don, what is that hubbub? That Can you highlight it for us? <laughs> yeah, that would be called dieseling. <laughs> Isn't that a fun noise? Have you, had a, <laughs> have you had a car to diesel before? Of course, of course. And uh, I was curious if you were aware of what causes it. Um, too much carbon buildup that just gets hot and remains scalding hot. There you go. Don and Carrie is actually a car guy. That's awesome. Well, I have you, a question. Uh, for, you have a question. Go ahead. Yeah, I have, I have an Acura. It's a 99 Acura. I was at my mother's house, and I was there for a couple of days. I walked out, and I was just plain um, busy. But as I walked by my car, I heard something underneath somewhere in the engine compartment, I imagined. And it sounded exactly like you were filing metal. And when I left, and I didn't stop, open up the hood, and shoo it away, whatever was chewing on whatever. But the next day, I got in the car to drive away, and it was running so crappy. When I had it, somebody uh, stuck a computer diagnostic on it. It ran that there are five intermittent um, um intermittent uh, firings going on in, in five of the cylinders. And so I was hoping anybody would help me to figure out what it is, because I can't locate it. I can't find any chew marks. Maybe I haven't looked enough, but I need help with this car. Yeah, I think that, um, <laughs> boy, you, you, I have seen many, 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 many times that mice or squirrels or something got under the hood of a car and chewed through a wire, and that led to all sorts of shenanigans. Um, and it, I think that that, when you described that, I was I that was kind of what I was wondering. Um, however, the good news is, Don, we have thousands of listeners across the country, so maybe you've experienced this intermittent firing in a number of cylinders in an Acura, was it? Yeah, uh, TL three point two ninety nine, and I was. Uh, hoping somebody could because it obviously it's one location that's affecting everything else so well there you go it's a, their opportunity to <laughs> to find that defect for you don <laughs> if they can call in with that i'm going to offer another one of those books for whoever can help don if they'll call in at 866-348-7884 it only seems fair doesn't it <laughs> thank you today god bless you don i appreciate you calling so much yeah, that's a tough one. It's one of those that, you know, you wonder if you shouldn't lay hands on it. Uh, certainly prayer, uh, because it does sound like something got a hold of a wire, possibly. Uh, there's all sorts of interesting intermittent noises. But I did want to speak to the um, dieseling a minute, because I, I, there was a, a method to my madness of picking that as my first uh, highlighting the hubbub episode is that a lot of folks don't realize that we don't see diesels, de cars dieseling much anymore because with computer um, ignitions, computerized ignitions, they stop pinging carbon buildup and that kind of thing before it ever happens. And so it would be an older car before you would actually hear that noise. Because what happens, just like Don described, is that carbon builds up in the cylinders. You know, that's where the piston goes up and down. And as that carbon builds up and gets 
hotter. And then if the timing isn't just right in the car, the ignition timing when the spark plug fires, you know, the spark plug fires and the, it's supposed to push the piston down. Well, as that carbon gets hotter and hotter in the car, actually when you turn off the ignition in a car that's going to diesel, what happens is that carbon is still glowing like a piece of charcoal. And so when the, even though you turn off the ignition and the spark plugs don't fire, that doesn't matter because as the piston comes up and it has compression, that heat is going to ignite the fuel. And so the engine continues to run in spite of the fact that you turned it off. So if you'd listen to the beginning of that clip, the person had shut off the engine. That was a Dodge pickup, actually. And because of that hot carbon firing the fuel, it's called dieseling. Because diesels don't have a spark plug. Diesels run just off the heat that's in the combustion process. And so the engine is literally running without any ignition because it's so hot that the pistons or, you know, the cylinders are firing. Which leads to one of my most read ever articles at ChristianCarGuy.com. I wrote an article about 10 years ago. It's called, Are You a Four-Stroke Christian? And I wonder if you'll ponder that with me. I hadn't spoken of it in years, but I'm going to speak about it right now because it has everything to do with dieseling and understanding how a four-stroke engine works. And you might think, Robbie, I don't want to go into all that, but the, the Christian application of how a four-stroke engine works, I think, is, is, is kind of spectacular and worth understanding a minute as simply as I can put how an engine works. So if you can picture a cylinder and maybe when you were a child, you got a shot <laughs> and you picture the little cylinder inside a syringe. Well, you know, when they go to get fluid inside that syringe, all they have to do is pull on the plunger. They pull it back and the vacuum sucks the fluid up inside of, you know, their syringe. Well, similarly, in a gasoline engine, it works very much the same way that the piston in the cylinder, when it pulls down, it actually sucks the air and the fuel down into the combustion chamber. And that is called the intake stroke, the first stroke of a four-stroke engine. So as that piston comes down, it is literally creating a vacuum that is pulling air and fuel into what is called the combustion chamber. Pretty cool, huh? Well, there's three more strokes to go, and we got Gail in advance. We got more. We got another chance to play Name That Noise. We have such a cool lineup for you today. More stuff at ChristianCarGuy.com. And... Wow, does that train lead to heaven? You're going to love the story we got at the end of the show, so stay tuned. We got so much more Christian Car Guy Show coming. You call with your question, 866 348 Amazing Grace, and that is actually music from the CD that comes with the book, The Last Words of Jesus, and is our prize today for calling in with the uh, Name That Noise game, uh, which Don just won, but Don had his own name <laughs> to find that defect issue with his actor, and maybe you have an answer for him. We would love to send you out the book or the CD if you have an answer to why his Acura had you know, multiple firings in the cylinders, 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH, of course, with any question or comment. And we were, right before the break, 
describing an, uh, the four-stroke engine and what, what all goes on in those four strokes. But the real issue there is, are you a four-stroke Christian? Because I'm going <laughs> to compare, as God gave me this, this image years and years ago, and it's always been my most popular post at ChristianCarGuy.com, but in my own mind, I continually to, to grow through the illustration to see there's, there's certain things in the Christian life that are so similar to what happens inside an internal combustion engine. And those four strokes, we described the first stroke, which was the intake stroke. And the second stroke is called the compression stroke. <laughs> because the piston now went down, what happens is the valves close, Thus, no more, you know, can go in or out. And now the piston's going to come back up. And when on its way up, you can imagine what happens. It compresses the air and the fuel. And when it compresses that, it creates all kinds of heat. Now, in the illustration that we just heard of the, uh, you know, <laughs> highlight that hubbub, when a diesel, it doesn't need a spark plug to fire because it, it diesels run at about 22 pounds per square inch compression. They have so much more compression than a gasoline engine that that compression alone, when the piston gets to top dead center, ignites the fuel because it's, you know, when you start pushing molecules together, the friction alone creates heat. But in the case of a gasoline engine, when it gets to about nine pounds per square inch or in some really high compression engines, maybe 12 pounds per square inch, there's a spark plug up there. But when that spark plug fires, obviously you get a lot of expansion of gas, or whether it's a diesel, you get the expansion of gas, which pushes the piston back down. That third thing that happens would be called the power stroke. And then the piston goes all the way down again, and it comes back up. Now the exhaust valve opens, and as that piston pushes its way back up, it pushes out exhaust and, of course, spent fuel and, and the air that was in the cylinder. So there you have the four strokes of an engine. It, it brings in the gas, it compresses it, explodes being the power stroke and the exhaust stroke. Now, <laughs> if we compare the Christian life to that, I think there's an amazing thing that we would notice here. If, if you've been a Christian for very long, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. That we take in, hopefully, some wonderful fuel if we're a Christian. And we have the ability to get up early and read our Bibles. We have the ability to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. In other words, we can be really thirsty Christians. And as Jesus would tell us, blessed are those who thirst. And, and of course, the faster you're running, if you're a four-stroke four engine, the more you're going to require intake. So if you're intaking good fuel, then this is going to work out good for you. The reason is, that compression stroke, okay? So I took in good fuel on my intake stroke. I took in prayer, the word of God, good preaching, all, all those kind of things. And now comes the compression stroke. <laughs> and if you've been a Christian for very long, you've experienced it. And I, I've got a wonderful couple stories along that line, but just to get us through the illustration, all these things are going to happen in your life that are going to compress all kinds of friction, all sorts of stuff's going to go on. Now, if you get low octane fuel, you wonder why do I get, why do I spend money for premium fuel? Well, the reason you spend money for premium fuel is that premium fuel has a lot lower flash point than does regular gas. And you went, what? I thought it had more power. No, it just is the temperature at which the fuel will ignite is low, is, is lower in regular gas than it is in premium gas because you don't want that fuel to ignite before the piston gets where it's supposed to be. When that happens, you get a ping, or in that case, when we heard the diesel engine, if that 
fuel ignites before the cylinder's all the way up, you get this condition called pre-ignition, and the piston gets slammed up against the rod, and it makes this horrible noise. In today's engines, they detect that, and they retard the timing so that the engine won't hurt itself, but it destroys your gas mileage. So the last thing you want is cheap fuel. Now, if you use regular gas and your car's designed at, you know, eight pounds per square inch to use regular gas, it's all good. But if your car is supposed to have premium, you know, it'll ping like crazy if you put that gas in because that compression is going to make it explode. Well, compare that to the Christian life. That if you're taking in <laughs> a lot of TV every day, some pretty weird books or whatever it is that, that you've begun to feed on, um, instead of thirsting on the word of God, well, when the compression comes, you may pre-ignite and you might find that in road rage <laughs> or in other ways that your life begins to illustrate what's happening with your own pre-ignition. However, if you truly take in the word of God and all the things that you could for, that God is offering you, it's amazing the amount of compression that a Christian can take. Take Cameron Horner, the, the young man in the wheelchair, Think of the compression that was there the day that he was underwater and dying. And if you listen to his testimony, you can see he had this phenomenal power stroke. Well, because of that power stroke, because of Cameron's testimony, lots of folks have come to Christ. You see, in your power stroke, once you're compressed and people see all that you went through, and when you ignited at exactly the right time, you have all the power. <laughs> and you're like this phenomenal race car. And so I was thinking today it would be fun if you had one of those stories that you knew was a power stroke, that you were under all kinds of compression and all of a sudden, you know, God came through as an absolute power stroke. I have a wonderful couple stories to share myself, but you call us 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUE. So naturally, then you have an exhaust stroke. Well, if you're like me, a sin gets into your life, <laughs> unforgiveness, all these things. We have to get rid of those. So on our next trip back up, we have an exhaust stroke. And our exhaust stroke is to confess our sins, forgive other people, all those things that go with <laughs> the exhaust stroke. So are you a four-stroke Christian? We have another example of Name That Noise coming up in the next segment and a couple of those uh, power stroke moments. Let's hear yours, 866-348-7884. from Last Words of Jesus, the CD that goes with the book that we're giving away today on Name That Noise. The neat thing I love about that song is I know who wrote the words. I mean, obviously, many of the words you'd find right from the scriptures, but my boss, Stu Hepperson, the owner of Truth Broadcasting, um, wrote the lyrics. And then they, they produce it. It's just a fabulous song. And I one of my, you know, certainly my favorite song on the CD, but a I love Amazing Grace, too. There's lots of great stuff there, and you can win because today on the Christian Car Guy, we got this new game that we're playing, and we're fixing to play another time. So, Maestro, if you please. 
It's time to play Define That Defect. Resolve that roar. Trace that tick. Highlight that hubbub. Name that noise. Chronicle that clatter. So here we have another chance to this time to trace that tick. 866-348-7884. Get ready to dial it when you hear this sound. What is that? You hear that tick? What might that be? 866-348-7884 is a number to call in and tell us how you could trace that tick. 866-348-7884. And if they can call in and do that, Johnny, tell them what they'll win. We have for them a copy of Stu Epperson's book, Last Words of Jesus, or music to accompany that book on his CD by uh, Richie Kingsmore. There you go. The voice of Johnny Angel, my producer. Amazing. <clears throat> Telling himself, I know you think you know what that tick is. I would love for you to call in and win 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. You could win the book or CD. Your choice. You just call in and you name that noise. So, as we were talking about this uh, four-stroke Christian and what you might experience in life that would <laughs> define you, I have my own story that I wanted to share today on, on how God had a little compression moment for me just this year. It was at the beginning of the year. And, and kind of how it worked out in a phenomenal power stroke for me personally. Um, we had a situation in February. It was actually... If you remember the really, really cold spell that we had in February this year in the area of North Carolina that I live, it got cold. It was like one or two degrees. I mean, it was really, really, really cold. And my youngest daughter, who was 15 at the time and now is 16, so you'll know she's okay, I'm telling you, because she's 16, but she became deathly ill. And it was one of those things where you rush to the hospital and it doesn't take but a few moments and they decide, whoa, this is over our heads. So they send you to another hospital and they let you know how serious it is that you, what you're facing. And, and it, it was one of those things that my daughter doesn't deal well with pain. And you know, they put in an IV and not to go into a lot of details, but she really had a hard time with the IV. Well, it was shortly thereafter that they said that they needed to do a blood gas test. Well, I've had that done and it's extremely painful. And I thought, man, if she was <laughs> like that, an IV, this blood gas test is going to be but there came like an angel and, and this man held her hand and he was so gentle with her. And he went, it, it literally took him an hour to do the test because he was so careful to make sure that it didn't hurt her. And, and you know, later on my, my daughter described to me that she actually thought the IV was more painful. <laughs> That's how well this man did this test. But nonetheless, it was a very difficult night you know one of those where you don't get any sleep you're all night in the hospital you don't know if your daughter's going to make it all my kids came in um from you know different you know places around we were all in the hospital together and a very very difficult night well that next day we found out that she was going to be in the hospital for some time which was very disconcerting and then my other daughter my older daughter Tess she needed to move out of her apartment that that very night 
and there was some spackling and stuff that needed to be done in order for her to get her deposit back. So after spending all one night get, not getting any sleep, the next day with my other daughter, now I had to 11, 12 o'clock at night, I was spackling and painting in my other daughter's house. I come back to our house, <laughs> and the heat is out, and it's like five degrees in the house and just absolutely freezing. And of course, I was in no mood with my wife to go find, you know, a hotel or whatever. I said, we'll just get 40 blankets. We'll wrap up. It'll be all right. And so we did. We got tons and tons of blankets and we, you know, wrapped up and, and, and we spent the night and absolutely like reminded me of my Boy Scout days. Well, the next morning I got up and for years and years, I would say the Lord has provided me with some amazing premium fuel. In other words, every morning uh, I learned years ago, it was actually Norman Vincent Peale taught me to get up an hour early. Well, now I get up like three hours early to study the word of God. And I, and I also journal and do a number of things in that time. Well, when I got up that morning, it was like two degrees. And so I'm all bundled up hat and all this stuff, blankets. I get a cup of coffee. I'm wrapped up. It's been my practice for years and years and years to journal. And if you were to read my journal entries, really over the last 20 years, you would see the first thing I always do is count my blessings. I say, thank you, Lord, for this from the previous day and that. And I sit there and think about what God provided. Well, I was not, I, my, if you read the journal entry from that particular day, it says, God, I'm not going to pose here. I'm really upset. <laughs> I mean, really, my daughter, you know, I've gone through all this other stuff, and then I've got to work till midnight. And I come home and no heat. I mean, really, you couldn't watch out for me just a little here. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm not. This is unlike any other <laughs> journal post. But as I sat there and I was praying and I was thinking about God, and I, all of a sudden it was like I could see through there was this, time, this giant war in heaven that was going on. And that God was showing me that he was really there in the midst of all that. And all of a sudden I remembered, wow, you, wait a minute, God, you sent that, that nurse that took such care of her to do that blood gas test. And oh yeah, by the way, she's okay. <laughs> she lived. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, you did do that. <laughs> and the more as I started writing out my blessings, I started to realize how I'd been so duped by the enemy to think that things were so bad. And I, then all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I got all these warm blankets and I got a hot cup of coffee. Hey, I really have it made. And I, that journal entry, you could see it that day that there was a battle that was being fought there. And you see the power of the Lord came through in spite of my failures and the, the, the ability to share that testimony to me is just, it's just wonderful. And so, I would love, I really would love for you to share your power stroke moment. Maybe you had that situation where you see the compression that was all around and I was compressed and I could have exploded a lot of different ways. But as it was, I got to see the glory of God in the midst of the storm. And that is a power stroke moment. 866-348-7884. And also we have this noise that you can... Nameless, let's play it one more time. 866-348-7884. Name this noise. You hear that tick, tick, tick? What might that tick, tick, tick be? You could win the last words of Jesus. Call us. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. 
and I also want going back to the website and and some of the new stuff that's going on there, uh, ChristianCarGuy.com, where we've often talk about the Jesus labor love. That's car repair labor for single moms, widows, families in crisis. And another thing that we've added there is these prayer requests for the Jesus labor love um, participants, as they call in. Now, I don't give names or any details of contact information, but actually what the families are going through so that you could log on at any time to Jesus um, to ChristianCarGuy.com and go to the prayer requests. It's, it's right there on a menu item, and you can see kind of how we can pray for these families that are in crisis. There's one right now that, you know, I talked to the man up in this area. You know, his family's been without work, and they've got this car that literally they can't get in the door. They are having to climb in through the, side, the other side door in order to get in there. And so, uh, you know, we would love for you to take part in praying for these people and we've given you that information there, even if you, you know, we have a prayer team, which obviously we, we're so thankful for the people that volunteer for that, but we'd love to put you on that. Well, we have Matt calling in. He has an answer for us. We got two or three other folks that are ready to name that noise. When we come back, we're going to find out what was that tick? 866-348-7884. And we got another compression stroke story that I want to share with you. That's from the 1800s. It's so awesome. So much more coming at. The gospel train is coming. I hear it just at hand. I hear the car is rumbling and rolling through the land. Get on board, little children. Get on board, little children. Get on board, little children. There is such an amazing story that goes with that song. I We're going to be able to share here just in a minute. But first, we want to finish up our opportunity to name that noise. We got Matt is in Wendell. Matt, so our listeners can hear the noise one more time. Johnny, can you play that as Matt tells us to, what, can you name that noise? Matt, are you there? Yes, I, yes, I have it. Uh, exhaust manifold gas. Wow, Matt, I am very impressed. I am very impressed. Most people would expect that noise to be something else, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'd, uh, I'd uh, call it an exhaust tick. That's exactly what it is, and it's exhaust tick, but it sounds exactly to me very, it takes a trained ear to know the difference between an exhaust tick and a valve tick, doesn't it? It certainly does. So it sounds like you've been around the block a few times. Matt, God bless you. Thank you so much for calling in today and for winning. Thank you. Thanks. God bless. Oh, we, ha- we, we have Janice, who may still be with us in Charlotte. Janice, are you still there? Yes, I am. What were you going to say, Janice? <laughs> well, I see now that I'm totally wrong, but <laughs> I was going to say either <laughs> a timing belt or a fan belt. I know absolutely nothing about cars. But what bravery, and, and I just admire you calling in with, you know, and, and for all we know, Janice, and I'm, I'm certain I'm not there with that car. It not only has an exhaust leak, it might have a timing belt issue. <laughs> I mean, you could be absolutely right. So we're going to send out the stuff to you because I have no way of knowing because I don't have the car to diagnose anymore. So you could be right. And I'm not going to be the one to say you're not. <laughs> 
well, great. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Janice. God bless you. I appreciate you calling in so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, here's a, a compression story of a little girl from the 1800s who apparently lost her mother, and it goes with that song that we just played, and it touched my heart so much. I said, I, I just have to share this story with my listeners because this is so awesome, and it was from this book, Inspiring Incidents, published in 1887. It's out of print, but you'll find the story at christiancarguy.com as well as a link to the online book that you can read today. But in traveling, here's the story. In traveling, we often meet with persons of different nationalities and languages. We also meet with incidents of various character, some sorrowful and others joyful and instinctive. One of the latter characters I witnessed recently while traveling upon the cars. Back in that day, cars were on trains. They didn't have any cars on the street. The train was going west, and the time was evening. A station, a little girl about eight years old came on board, carrying a little budget under her arm, which I went and researched the word budget. Did you know it came from Budge Way, which was originally a leather bag? It was interesting. She was carrying a budget under her arm, and she came into the car and deliberately took a seat. She then commenced an eager scrutiny of faces, but all were strange to her. She appeared weary, and placing her budget as a pillow, she prepared to try to secure a little sleep. Soon the conductor came along collecting tickets and fare, and observing him, she asked if she might lie there. The gentlemanly conductor replied that she might, and then kindly asked for her ticket. She informed him that she had none, and when the following, that's when the co- following conversation ensued. The conductor said, where are you going? The little girl said, I'm going to heaven. Well, who pays your fare? The conductor asked. She said, mister, does this railway lead to heaven, and does Jesus travel on it? I think not, he answered. Why do you think so? Why, sir, before my ma died, she used to sing to me of a heavenly railroad. And you look so nice and kind that I thought this was the road. My ma used to sing of Jesus on the heavenly railroad and that he paid the fare for everybody and that the train stopped at every station to take people on board. But my ma doesn't sing to me anymore. Nobody sings to me now. And I thought I'd take the cars to go and see ma. Mr. Do you sing to your little girl about the railroad that goes to heaven? You have a little girl, haven't you? The conductor replied, weeping, No, my dear, I have no little girl now. I once had one, but she died some time ago and went to heaven. Did she go over this railroad, and are you going to see her now, she asked? By this time, every person in the coach was upon their feet, and most of them were weeping, and an attempt to describe what was witnessed was almost futile. Some said, God bless the little girl. Hearing some person say that she was an angel, the little girl earnestly replied, Yes, my ma used to say that I was an angel sometime. Addressing herself once more to the conductor, she asked him, Do you love Jesus? I do. And if you love him, he'll let you ride to heaven on his railroad. I'm going there, and I wish you would go with me. I know Jesus will let me into heaven, and when I get there, he will let you in too, and everybody that will ride on his railroad. Yes, all these people. Wouldn't you like to see heaven and Jesus and your little girl? These words, so pathetically and innocently uttered, brought a great gush of tears from all eyes, but most profusely from those of the conductor. Some who were traveling on the heavenly railroad shouted along for joy. She now asked the conductor, Mister, may I lie here until I get to heaven? (laughs) Yes, dear, yes, he answered. Will you wake me up then, so that I may see my ma and your little girl and Jesus, she asked? For I do so much want to see them all. The answer came in broken accents, but in words very tenderly spoken, Yes, dear. Angel, yes. God bless you. Amen, was sobbed by more than one score of voices. 
Turning her eyes again to the conductor, she interrogated him again. <laughs> what shall I tell your little girl when I see her? Shall I tell her that I saw her paw on Jesus Railroad? Shall this, well, this brought a fresh flood of tears from all present, and the conductor knelt by her side and embracing her, wept the reply he could not utter. And at this juncture, the brakeman called. <sighs> the conductor arose and requested him to attend to his duty at the station, for he was engaged. That was a precious place. I thank God that I witnessed this scene, but I was sorry that at this point I was obliged to leave the train. We learn from this incident that out of the mouths of even babes, God hath ordained strength, and even we ought to be willing <laughs> to represent the cause of our blessed Jesus on any railroad coach. Well, I was certainly touched by this story and used it at the devotion that I, I do for uh, the retirement home, and I became very curious about what song was this little girl thinking about, so I, I was referring to. So I went online, and I found the old lyrics to the song, Get On Board, Little Children, and guess what? Jesus pays the fare. <laughs> and so apparently, and I, again, I put that all at the website, the whole article about the little girl. Now, when you think about it, think of the power stroke that that little girl had she'd been under complete compression as she lost her mother apparently an orphan she didn't know where to turn she gets on a train that her mother used to sing about and there jesus in her heart think of the power that she had on all the people in the car that day they were all weeping they were all touched they all thought man i want to make sure i get to heaven to see my little girl maybe you're there today maybe you're thinking yeah I need to make sure I'm on that train. Well, good news. Jesus does stop at every town and pick up all the pastors that are willing to see that he really was God's son, that he really did take on all their burdens, so to speak. He took on all their little <laughs> budgets on the cross. He paid for their sins with his sacrifice, you see, and by accepting that and repenting of that and saying, God, I see now what you've done. There's a deep cleansing that comes from the blood of Christ when you truly understand what it is I'm talking about and you turn to him in prayer and say, Jesus, can I get on that railroad? Can I get on that railroad to heaven to see Ma? But most importantly, you get to spend eternity with him and with God. Of course, you get all your family and those who are, are gone out ahead of us. Again, you can find all this stuff at ChristianCarGuy.com. It was so much fun to share it today. There's even a video of that song being sung, Get On Board, Little Children. Uh, certainly thank everybody for listening to the Christian Car Guy show today. It's our listeners that make the show. And I'm so excited to have this new installment of Name That Noise and all the people that won today. So go to ChristianCarGuy.com, find out about the Jesus Labor Love free car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went. Got it all done in 33 years.